0: Well, hello, and welcome back to the Master Books podcast. Today's very special. We have Randy Pratt, the president of New Leaf Publishing Group and Masterbooks with us, and we're celebrating Mother's Day. Today, we are giving away a copy of Developing a Heart for God. Well, we're announcing the giving away of the copy of Developing a Heart for God. You will get an email with a coupon code to get a digital copy of this very great book, a devotional commentary on Psalm 119. It's a great Bible study. It's a great read aloud. It's great for your family devotions. And um, Randy and I love it. So today we are going to be talking about biblical motherhood and all things mom. Welcome to the Master Books podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Masterbooks, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books Family Library of Books, Authors, and Curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. Well, Randy, thanks for joining the podcast today. It's great to have you.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. It's awesome to be with you.
0: So we're talking about motherhood. Obviously, you're not a mother, but you're very well acquainted with one.
1: Absolutely, and you know what? I I have a unique position because I've actually been part of the homeschool community, serving mothers. I have the Mm -hmm. honor of being able to serve mothers. So we have thousands and thousands and thousands of mothers over the last twenty years that we've had the privilege of serving, Mm -hmm. and. Um, and some of the unique challenges that homeschool mothers face.
0: Absolutely. So Randy Pratt is married to Kristen Pratt, who is our brand and curriculum development manager, as well as the mom, the creator, the author behind Language Lessons for a Living Education. They have nine children. They've been homeschooling for 25 plus years, and they know some things about family and homeschooling and motherhood. Um, And so Randy has a unique perspective as being the father of this family and the husband to the mother of all these children, and also with a pastoral experience and homeschool curriculum experience. So he's just got a, a lot of unique ideas and advice, wisdom, biblical wisdom for you, mom. So I'm excited to talk to you, Randy, about biblical motherhood and what it means and how is it related to homeschooling?
1: Awesome. Yeah, I look forward to the discussion. Yeah. And of course, the older you get, the more you realize the less you know. So <laughs> I probably would have had more knowledge in my twenties than I do today, but that's funny. You know, I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah. So tell us about, um, just biblically speaking, the role of motherhood and the honor and the dignity of a mother according to the Bible.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that's a good question. I I probably I know with master books we don't use the word evolves very mm-hmm. much, but I would say that my views on motherhood have evolved in a way. Uh, when I look at the role of motherhood, the importance of motherhood, um, or the importance of of being a woman, right in mm-hmm. scripture, um, I think I think I have a whole greater appreciation for that role and and what that actually means. And I think sometimes. We, we have a tendency um, in the church to minimize that role and to shrink that role down. And I think in reality, that role is such a, a bigger role. And you know, in our company, uh, we have a, C, a CEO, which is the chief executive officer, and, and he sets the vision, he kind of has the strategy, and, and he's accountable ultimately for the success or failure of the organization. And then my role as president is a lot like a chief operating officer, which is much more um, I'm responsible for the day to day activities. I'm responsible to execute the vision, to make sure that that we're successful as an organization in the vision that's been set by Mm -hmm. the CEO. And I think a lot of ways that's that's the way I would view uh, motherhood, even in scripture, would be. you know, like in Proverbs thirty one, that that mom is managing and executing the day to day function and carrying out the vision, and really responsible for the efficiency and um, effectiveness of the of the organization, which is the family.
0: Mm-hmm. And, that,
1: and together in tandem, I think that's that's where the beautiful happens between yeah. between the two is in the leadership, and it's not leader servant as much mm-hmm. as it is. It's the roles that God has for us playing together, um, but also operating in our strengths.
0: Right. In a mutual submission to the vision that the Lord gives through the Bible. Yes. And to teach them diligently to go about every day giving them the word of the Lord, helping them build up their faith, stewarding them in a way as almost like a talent, like in the parable of the talents mm-hmm. you've been given so much responsibility, such precious treasure, and then you're stewarding that for the Lord here on the earth and building the kingdom. I think that's an incredible responsibility and really points to the dignity given to the mother and the rearing of the children.
1: Absolutely. And if you think about it as an organization, as family, Mm -hmm. as an organization, right? Um, Growing, growing discipleship is, is really about helping the organization flourish. And so the role of homeschooling is just being responsible for that part of it, where traditionally, maybe in the last few hundred years, you know, we farmed it out to other people to to do the discipleship and training homeschool moms, I think are taking that and saying, you know what, I'll just I'll be responsible and I'll manage the growth and development of my children. Because I believe that, you know, they're our legacy, right? And so mm-hmm. the organization is met almost like a relay race, right? We're passing the baton on to the next generation to run the next lap. And, and so yeah. a homeschool mom is, it's not just about doing books and, and being a teacher at home, it's actually about managing the growth and development of the child, um, spiritually, and physically and academically, mm-hmm. preparing them to take the baton and run their race to pass on to their children.
0: Right. I th- I love that idea because it it's puts value on both the parent and the child. You're giving dignity and significance to both humans, as I have a job because you have a job, your future is going to, your calling is important and I'm feeding your calling. You're going to feed somebody else's calling. And you can see like Sarah, the legacy, or, or even like Ruth, who through the lineage, you know, David, David, and then down Ruth, and then eventually Jesus. So the same thing, we're, we're bringing Jesus into the earth through these beautiful little humans that the Lord has given you to steward. And um, I just, I love the fact that your wife, Kristen, as being kind of an overseer of the curriculum that we publish, that she's doing something very similar. Mm -hmm. Like um, Abraham was the father of many nations. Well, Sarah was the mother and without Sarah, there's no father of the, you know, the two have to work together. And so together, you guys are doing something similar in that you are, you are giving these resources or the seed of God's word through the curriculum in order to birth a nation under God, you know, birth this remnant under God's authority. And it's, I know, I believe it's producing and will produce generations of beautiful fruit
1: yeah, and i would I would encourage anybody listening too, that this this story has been going on, but we see it over and over again in families that that have families of purpose, which mm-hmm. I would say um, the majority of homeschool families that are called to something, which is, you know, their family has is purpose, and there's a special purpose that God has intended for their children. Um, that, well, we get to produce curriculum and do live videos and that type of thing um, it's, it's no more significant than the mom who right now is, you know, dealing with baby spit up and, and, and all of that, like, we're all just working, partnering with God and what he's mm-hmm. doing in the kingdom. And, and, you know, as I think back about Kristen, she had opportunities to, um, you know, for a professional career.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I can remember, you know, her almost it was she's, she has such a sensitivity to the Lord. I wouldn't say she wrestles with the Lord. It was just more of a place where she came to um the submission and saying, Lord, if this is what you have for me. Mm-hmm. And man, as I think back about how the Lord, like that sacrifice of laying down her future and saying, I'll, I'll, I'll be mom, right? Mm-hmm. And how the Lord has blessed that and the impact that she's had has been many times over what she would have done if she had been, you know, doing finance for companies. Um, like, and, and so that's, we just don't know what the Lord has in our stories, but I would encourage any mom who's kind of stuck in that place where life doesn't feel very significant when you're, you know, trying to mm-hmm. be able to get to the shower and your baby's all covered in stick <laughs> so it spit up. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. that life in the middle, um, which Kristen did for many years. Um, It's it's that doesn't the Lord is preparing us in -hmm. all of those seasons for the story that he's going to tell through our lives.
0: Absolutely. And I want to encourage the moms that are listening that Paul wrote the letters to the church, many of them while he was in prison. And while you may feel like your life is pretty tiny and maybe Mm -hmm. insignificant, imagine the tininess of his life at that at those moments, how he must have, you know, he was jailed you know, and unjustly jailed for doing something so good. And you may feel that way sometimes that you're, you're having to live pretty small in order to birth the kingdom through your children. And and yet look at the legacy of those letters that he had the favor of the Lord to write and disperse while he was in jail. And so you are doing something equally fruitful and similar because Paul's one guy and yes, he was an apostle and he had a certain role, but your children are all, there's no favorites. They're all called, you are called, and you're doing something wonderful in your homeschooling and your decision. Love that. Yep. So what if the homeschool mom that's listening right now just looks at her life and kind of... um is stuck on thinking I have failed in some way or it's not working well, or my mom failed me in certain ways. And I see myself struggling because of how my mom failed, or I don't have good mentors as a biblical mother or uh, a mother that is pleasing to to the Lord. How would you encourage her?
1: Yeah, of course there's different degrees, right? But I think um, you have to have a proper perspective in realistic expectations mm-hmm. we fail each other every day i mean i fail the people who work with me i fail my family i i don't intend to but that's just part of the human condition and yeah. um you know i think i think we have to learn from our failures and and you know failure is the price we pay for greatness i like mm-hmm. as a quote uh, we learn from that And then we also realize that God's word is truth, right? All things work together for good for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. Even my shortcomings in my family's lives have proven to be opportunities for growth. Like they've been able to to step on my failures to to not have those experiences or Mm -hmm. shape them in some way. Mm -hmm. So to a mom who's just feeling less than or not enough, which I Mm -hmm. think is something that's pretty common um, you know, we, we're, we're partnering with the Lord. Like he's the one who chose our our children and he chose where, you know, there's so much that we try to be God. And, okay. and I think we have to let go a little bit and say, um, you know, he can be the difference. I used to do this algebra equation in the front of the church that I pastored. And it was basically X plus, you know, 10 equals 100, X plus 20 equals 100, X plus 90 equals 100. You know, if I have 10% that I'm I'm effective, if I have 50% or I have 90% that I'm effective, Mm -hmm. the X factor in every in this is God, right? And so I can only today, maybe I only have 10% that I'm bringing or 10% effectiveness, but my 10% plus God equals 100% in my children's life. Mm-hmm. Um, my, wow. my, you know, 50% plus God equals, you know, a hundred percent in my children's life. And I think mm-hmm. having an understanding that no matter where I am on my scale right now, that God is all sufficient in my deficit and yes. making up the difference in their lives. And while it may look like I'm having, uh, you know, catastrophic effects oftentimes, and I, I think you would see that in your own life, those mm-hmm. those things actually help shape us and prepare us for what God is doing in, in our lives as adults.
0: Absolutely. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 talks about, I boast about my weakness to the Lord. I'm not hiding my weakness from the Lord. I'm going to boast to him about it. Here it is. I can see this weakness. You may, God, see 10 more, but right now I see this weakness And I need your power to come and rest on me here. Your word says you will when I boast about it. And so here it is, my weakness. And allow the Lord to use your weakness. It says, I can't remember where, that we are just clay pots and the light is within us and shines through us. We're just simply the clay. And anytime he wants to, he can smash the clay and start over. So every day we get a reset. Every day we have new mercy. And, and we have the beautiful gift of the Holy spirit who is our helper. So if we've failed, we can say, Holy spirit, I've proven I have, I am capable of failing (laughs) as a mom. I'm capable of failing, teaching math. I'm capable of failing, getting dinner, whatever it is, being kind. And I need your help. And then the same thing with your children, you can trust that. While you're getting the help from the Holy Spirit, you are teaching them to live a life where they're going to get the help of the Holy Spirit when they need it, to know how to use the word, to apply the word, to live the word. And so you and the generations after you will have the help of the Holy Spirit, just like you were saying, no matter what the failure is, no matter what the weakness is, we get, we always have the perfect mentor. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if my mom didn't model something well for me, or it doesn't matter if I, as a mom, didn't model something well for my children. There's always a do-over because there's always mercy and there's always the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes.
1: And I think as Kristen and I get older, one of the things we've shifted in was when you're young, you think, you know, I'm a parent, so I have to be perfect right? And I'm, I'm almost God in my children's lives. Mm. As we've gotten older, I think we take on more of a, um, an understanding of we are, uh, humans made in the image of God, but we also are human. And, and we are just a few years ahead of them in the journey. Yeah. And so if we can walk with them and say, um, you know, hey, that that if you could avoid doing that, it may save you some of the pain we had to experience when we were your age or, or mm-hmm. you know, older. Um, and then there are times where they actually, you know, when they watch me stumble and make a mistake, and I can just say to them, "Don't do that when you're my age, right?" <laughs> like that that's you got to witness why that's not a good idea. Or yeah, so you drop this. I need to be perfect and. You know if we're all on this team together and we're all working towards the end goal is eternity and advancing the kingdom, mm-hmm. it's a whole different mindset. And so from a very young age, actually, our kids actually start like we're walking together as a family and and you know we we enjoy each other's company on the journey and helping each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see my 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 older kids who had a much harsher I am God type dad. Versus Mm -hmm. A, we are headed in the direction towards becoming more like Christ. My kids definitely, I think, benefit from that shift in parenting.
0: Sure. I've been thinking about how if we get too self-focused on our weaknesses or our strengths, or we're comparing ourselves to someone else who's either seems better than us or hasn't failed as much, or it seems like they failed, you know, we failed Less than they did, whatever it is, we kind of tend to, yes, make ourselves a god or build a golden idol out of either that strength of ours or that weakness of ours. <laughs> yep. And so that could definitely be a risk in motherhood is, you know, just check and see do you have any idols? Is it your weakness? Is it your strength? Is, you know, like because pride and arrogance could lead to some devastating things in families and, but so could focusing too much on your sense of lack because mm-hmm. um, in Psalm 34, it talks about those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Young lions may go hungry. You know, the ones who could go get the prey the fastest and are, are sure to be fed. They could go hungry, but you, if you're a child of God, you're not going to go hungry, yeah. but we we simply have to ask and seek him and believe that he will supply us. For sure. Yeah. So I'm sure as you and Kristen have been married for over 30 years and parenting and now grandparenting, that you have learned some ways to um, pray for her as a mother and help her as a mother, support her as a mother. What what does that look like in y'all's marriage?
1: Well, as far as praying, I think one of the things that I would encourage dads to pray for their wives would be for hope. Uh, we can endure a lot of miserable when we have hope, right? And and I think that, you know, in the day-to-day you can just get lost and to know that there's meaning in what you're doing Mm -hmm. um, is so important. And I think that, you know, especially for a mom who's, you know, I think back, you know, I would travel and I would be gone and Kristen would be home with four kids or five kids by herself. They'd be sick. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd be experiencing all these new experiences and meeting new people. And, and it felt like her world was just, you know, tightening up and, Mm -hmm. and to know that, you know, the, the fruit of what she was doing was going to like, she was going to reap a harvest. Right. And, and she has, um, so hope is definitely something that I would I would encourage dads to pray for their wives, that the Lord just gives them some glimpse or some kind of hope that they can hang on to to, mm-hmm. to get through those days.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: as far as support, I think, again, my philosophy would definitely shift because I think culturally you kind of have this idea mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm here to be served. Mm-hmm. and And I think that my shift in focus is, I'm actually team leader. And so as team leader, it's my responsibility to make sure that my team is successful mm-hmm. and, and to servant lead, which is to make sure that my wife has everything that she needs to be successful. Yes. Uh, whether it's um, safety, emotional safety, physical safety, whether it's support um, Ezekiel 19, 10 and 11, I, I wrote it down. Your mother was like a vine in a vineyard planted beside the waters. She bore lush fruit and foliage because of the plentiful water, and she produced mm-hmm. mighty branches fit for ruler scepters. And I think, I think that that's that's the role that we can play as as husbands, and is to look at are our wives like like a vine planted by the water? Do they have enough of the nutrients and the the the, the nourishment that they need to grow and produce? Um, what God is calling for them. And it's the same with our kids. And, and that shift in philosophy has taken a lot over the years for me to get right. Where mm-hmm. it's like, not about me. I'm actually, I'm actually, if I'm doing this right, if I'm loving my wife as I would want to be loved, um, I'm laying my life down for my family so that they can stand on right my life essentially and yeah. rise. And mm-hmm. so that would be, that would be what I would say is look at the mindset that you have and think, is my team successful? And if my team's not successful, that's on me, right? I'm the one who sets the vision. I'm the one that that makes sure ultimately my family is successful. Mm-hmm. The other thing that if I could give myself a tip, I wish I knew when I was 20 is don't f- try to fix it. Like, don't try to fix it unless, unless she asks. Yeah. Uh, Oftentimes she would come and say, "I'm frustrated because of this," and immediately I would go into, "I'm going to fix this mode," mm-hmm. which isn't what she wanted. She wanted me to just be sympathetic and say, "You know, I understand that's difficult," and 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 be there while well, she was yeah. fixing it, right? Right. And well, and then say, "If you want, if you need help, be you know, ask, and we can work together on that." But I'm not going to fix you. You're not broken, yeah.
0: right? And I think for women, um, I think a lot of my friends would agree with this is that if we get the opportunity to process it out loud, it really helps it sort out in our minds and we can see the solution as we verbalized it, Mm -hmm. as we verbalize it, it starts all kind of sifting and coming together for us. And then we're like, oh, okay, well, I know what to do, or maybe because I said it out loud then two weeks later, because those words have worked, you know, maybe in a dream, maybe as I'm talking to somebody else or just in my quiet time or whatever, then I just kind of have a solution. So as a as, as a husband or you know, a, a co-parent, a co-leader in the family, it's it's a really great service to a mm-hmm. woman to listen and let her sort that out. And I'm sure it's difficult, you know, when at your job, you are the solution bringer all the time, you know, like this is what I need to do. This is what what we need to do. We need to fix it. We need to fix it. And she needs a voice.
1: Right. Right. And she also needs, I think, don't you, that she needs the man in her life to be strong enough to not be shaken when everything is shaken like Mm, right mm. there's a little bit of crazy going on the kids are crazy family's crazy now's not the time just be able to be able to be strong in the midst of that without being shaken so that there's that security yeah i mean kristen's capable of anything she sets her mind to and Mm -hmm. and so she doesn't need me to fix it oftentimes she just needs me to to be understanding and listen. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, in the process, she almost always fix, fixes it. Sometimes mm-hmm. if she'd get stirred, I'd get stirred, which didn't help anything because now right. she has nothing in her life that's stable. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's definitely that place of just being able to stand in that space with her and be like, mm-hmm. you know, this is hard. I understand. And we, you know, if you need help, I'm happy to do whatever is beneficial type thing.
0: Right. I love that. I love that she has you in that. And I love that you have been talking to the Masterbooks family for a long time about that, about what women, you know, what, what it's easier for the woman to, to experience, you know, with a husband who listens and doesn't try to fix, because it's not fun to feel broken. It's not fun to have that relayed to you. You really want somebody to build up your dignity. And I like to think about the way Boaz did that for Ruth. You know, like she just kind of came out of nowhere, but he'd heard about her, but he went around her to secure her, make sure that like he told the foreman, make sure they don't hurt her. He he told her she could come to this place and dine and she got extra and they dropped extra like he was doing things for her, but he wasn't pitying her to her face. Mm -hmm. You know, he was supporting her. So I do pray that all of you feel glorified as a Ruth who is supplied by your Boaz.
1: And, you know, you got to give I, house training a husband isn't always easy, right? So, <laughs> so, I mean, my, my lessons come from a 30 plus years of, of being mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the trenches. So sure. certainly not wisdom. It's more Things I wish I knew would have made life a lot easier for Kristen Mm -hmm. and, and, and for the family.
0: Yeah. But the legacy is that as you learned it, I love the idea that our brokenness becomes eventually a meal for somebody else. The way Jesus' life was broken and then he's now our bread of life, then oftentimes our own brokenness, what we learn from the Lord with that, the strength that we gain from it, the endurance we gain from it. The perspective we gain from it then becomes a meal to somebody else. And so you are serving this community in that way, providing a meal of wisdom based on your experience and and I your role. heard a
1: really cool thing. There's like a, I don't know the name of it, but there's this art form where you take a, a vase and you break it mm-hmm. and then you put it back together with gold. And so all of the cracks have like gold or some precious metal kind of in it that, that yeah. seals it. And so the the brokenness actually makes it beautiful when it's filled in with yeah. Christ. And I, I thought, man, that's like that's an awesome analogy of accepting the broken as mm-hmm. long as we fill the broken in with Christ.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Well, we normally end with a prayer before we do. I want to remind everybody that we are for Mother's Day because we love you guys. We're giving away this fabulous book, devotional Bible study commentary on Psalm 119, which is wonderful. Developing Heart for God. Look for that in our email that comes out on Thursdays. We'll be giving you a coupon code. If you're not getting our emails, please sign up. And if you're curious about how to do that, just to go to masterbooks.com scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a place to do that. And if you need help, just go to customer service. So Randy, would you like to pray over the families and particularly the mothers today?
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: Father, we thank you and praise you for for moms. And we thank you um, for all that you're doing in the lives of the moms who are listening right now. And I just pray that you would give them hope. And I hope that you would um, give them a, a glimpse of the the seeds that they've planted, they're tending to, um, the harvest that's going to come from these moments and these these investments that they're making. Um, I pray that you would bless them with um, strength and courage and wisdom, and um, that when all is said and done, their children would rise up and call them blessed. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in today. We will look forward to seeing you when the next podcast comes out every other Monday, 5 a.m. Central time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Masterbooks podcast. This was fun and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, Subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.